Welcome back to the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and I told you there'd be a quick turnaround after uh, episode 280 with Chris Walker today. We have on one of the rising stars in the women's game. Uh, she just finished off her junior career, uh, winning the British Junior Open and British Junior Nationals in her final uh, year as a junior. And uh, she's also amassed, uh, till now, six PSA titles. Uh, most recently, a win in Lagos alongside her brother, who won the men's event. Tori Malik uh, joins me today, and uh, we had an amazing chat. Uh, so much to talk about and uh, to learn from this uh, young talent. Uh, she'll be starting uh, her British National Championship campaign this coming Wednesday, first-round match against Lucy Turmel, which should be a, f- a great one. Hopefully we get to see that somewhere online. And uh, Tori and I talk about... Uh, Team Malik, uh, an impressive team that is, uh, led by her father uh, Cameron and includes uh, her brothers uh, Curtis, Perry, Heston, and Bailey. Um, Now sadly, uh, five years ago to the day to today, uh, the release of this podcast, Tori's fifth brother uh, Sumner uh, sadly passed away at the age of 12. He was a triplet along with uh, uh, Perry and Heston. And uh, Tori talks about how special Sumner was and uh, is and how his memory uh, drives her today in her squash pursuits. And, uh, of course, we also take a look at her her career to date, uh, the upcoming British Nationals, and much, much more. She even gives us some uh, advice, which I've been uh, gleaning, uh, gleaned a little bit from Chris Walker, and uh, get some more from... um, uh, from Tori in terms of ghosting and movement, so she provides uh, some some useful uh, tidbits there. Uh, but before we get into it, first, let's talk about our uh, sponsor, our tremendous sponsor, Open Squash, with a vision towards growing the game like none other. Like-minded pros, like current world number one Ali Farag and top ten PSA pros Victor Quin and Gina Kennedy, amongst others, all proudly carry the open squash flag. Uh, the, uh, the amazing summer camps uh, that, uh, that I've been promoting here on the pod at Open Squash uh, continue beginning uh, next week, August 14th, with Brown University head coach Gar- Arthur Gaskin putting on a five-day camp, which if you're in the NYC vicinity, you should definitely look into. Check this out along with everything else going on at Open Squash at www.opensquash.org. And now, here we are, episode 281. Looking forward, I uh, was looking forward to this one for quite a while. Uh, Tori Malik. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thanks for your time today. I know that this is time for you because you've got uh, a big event uh, coming up in a few days, right? Uh, the British Nationals, yeah. Yeah, big one. It's a big one. Probably uh, one that you uh, you look forward to uh, every year. I guess, well, you're, you played last year. You just got out of juniors, but you played in it last year, right? Yeah, I played in it last year. Um, I played Julianne Cortese. I lost a close 3-1, so hopefully this year will be better. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so. I mean, you've got, I mean, there's, there are no easy matches in that, judging from the draw. You've got Lucy Turmel, uh, I think, in the first yeah. round. So she's a, she's another experienced hand, uh, very, very good player as well. Yeah, exactly. Never played it before, so it should be good. Should be, should be good and looking forward to it. And, and on the men's side, I think your brother, uh, Curtis, he's, he's got a, uh, qualifier first round. Yeah. Then the opportunity uh, to play against uh, Mohamed El Sherbagi, right? Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. Um, yeah. uh, anyways, uh, great to have you on. And uh, uh, the summer, uh, I guess, squash season is, uh, you know, it's pretty quiet. How quiet has it been for you, though? I mean, uh, do, you, do you take your foot off the gas or uh, and, and have a bit of fun and hit, hit the beach, the barbecue? Um, no, not really. To be honest, since before COVID, uh, me and my family used to always go on holiday to Spain uh, as a yearly thing. So, like, we would go to Spain, take about a week off and just wind down, take a break, and then we'll get into, like, some summer training out there, um, which was good. We uh, found this, like, local club near our house with, like, 
like two courts that we would get on and then we'll do like loads of fitness sessions outside obviously in the heat so that was really good uh but now obviously covid hit we haven't been to spain the past couple of years so i haven't really had that proper chance to go away and have like a wind down before like a good training block yeah um but this year i kind of just took a week off at home didn't really i didn't play at all just took a week off did some coaching here and there uh and then started up back again just some good training for the next season so yeah oh it's going to be an exciting one i get you know this will be i think it'll be your first full season uh on the psa tour as you're no you're no longer a junior uh so you must be excited for you uh, excited about that but what sort of a adjustments i guess mentally uh, and in terms of your squash do you think you need to make uh now that you're uh you're moving up out of juniors now that you've moved up um, i should say yeah obviously um from juniors to seniors it's like it is a big difference because as a junior i'd always be powering my way through like hard hitting, out hitting my opponents. But as soon as you get to that next level of game with the seniors, it's very, um, like their knowledge of the game is so much more and they get they literally get most things back. And it's like a total different game from juniors to seniors. But for me, like I'm really looking forward just to continuing my uh, senior career and like seeing how far I can get in it. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, you wouldn't be that intimidated uh, by now. I mean, you've already, I think you've won, correct me if I'm wrong, at least six uh, PSA events. So, I mean, you, you're, it's not like you're just jumping in, uh, you know, this is something new for you. It's not. But uh, I guess when you're going up against, you know, the, the likes of uh, Lucy or, you know, Gina and th those girls who, uh, who have a lot of experience and are very, very strong players, I guess uh, if you're, you know, going to be competing against the likes of those girls all the time. That's a different, uh, different thing altogether, isn't it? Yeah, it's different. I mean, I'm not scared to play them, obviously. Like, I'm excited to play them and see where my level is at. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, obviously winning six PSA titles, I think five of them being why I was a junior. Um, for me, that's like, good because I've really put myself in a position where I am playing at a senior in senior senior tournaments um and yeah it's just like taking that as a positive saying okay well I can do this continuing being 19 now and try and getting more titles hopefully bigger titles and yeah yeah that's not that's all my daughter turns 19 uh, this Friday by the way Oh, happy birthday to you, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. You'll be twenty. Uh, you'll you turn twenty in, I guess, next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. April. Yeah, nineteen. That's a big one. She's looking forward to uh, to number nineteen. I think. Really? Why? Well, I guess in, in Canada that 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 sort of means you're the you're oh, legal yeah, alcohol Canada. drinking age. You, you're allowed to drink alcohol at that age legally. Yeah, I remember that when I went there for the Nash Cup. The Nash yeah. Cup, yeah, yeah, in Toronto. That's a good tournament. One of my favorites, actually. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a legend. It's been around for a while. So, uh, how how did you enjoy uh, enjoy Toronto? Uh, oh, honestly, one of the best countries I've been to. People like people in Canada are lovely, lovely people. Uh, I stay with this really nice family who billeted us, me and my brother Curtis. Uh, Curtis actually got to the final that event. Uh, he played really he well. Played, uh, terrible, didn't he? In the final, right? Did he play he Charlie played, Lee in the final? Or? No, he played Nathan Lake in the final. Okay, yeah. Or he might have yeah. played Charlie at some point in the event, I think. Maybe he beat no, that, I think that was in St. Louis, the oh, one okay. after St. Louis. Yeah. My age is getting the better of me here. I'm getting my... uh right. stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I know Charlie had uh, spoken highly uh, of uh, Toronto as well. And I think he, uh, he spent a few extra weeks there... Uh, uh, training or something as as well. He he liked the snow. He was there during the winter. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we were in there September last year. Okay. So it's nice yeah, it's better to be be there in September. Uh, it's too cold in in the in the uh, in the winter. Yeah. Canada's a bit chilly, but 
but yeah, yeah that's great yeah yeah so so it's not like you're going to be jumping in and you're not familiar with uh with every everyone that you'll be playing uh, uh this season so uh that's fantastic so you won uh you've won six uh on the psa and uh yeah. to talk uh, uh in a moment about your your win in may in lagos but before that uh, what do you remember about your first ever uh, PSA win? Because that one uh, must be sort of meaningful to you, obviously. Yeah, it definitely was very meaningful, actually, because before that, I was getting to about, I got to about five PSA finals. I didn't win a single one. So I feel like there was like this mental block there of like, oh, I can get there, but I just couldn't grab that title. Mm. Um and then obviously it came to Berno, uh, got to the final again. And like in my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, another final. Am I going to get, am I going to win? Am I going to get this title? Uh, and then thankfully I did. Um, I feel like that was like a stepping stone for me because just of having no titles to then gaining that title. And that's just putting me on a good route to the next one, uh, which I was really happy with. And then within a week, uh, my next one was in uh, Surrey, the David Lloyd one. Okay. I won that, and then I won that straight after within a week and a bit. So then I had two back-to-back titles. So from having zero titles to two within a space of a week and a bit, I was really happy with myself. And yeah, like I couldn't be prouder of that moment. Yeah, that's awesome. That says a lot too, doesn't it? I mean, uh, maybe if you can think think back to. Like you said, that you had, maybe you had a little mental block, right? Uh, what did you do if you remember? Or what was sort of mental, or how did you approach that final that you won, that enabled you to perhaps overcome the the, the demons that you had leading, uh, you know, in the previous five finals that you you had been in? I think it's just thinking like being in a final like you've done so well to get there you've obviously had to play four or five matches to get there and like you've got this last one it's like it's one more big push like don't think about winning or losing think about putting in a good quality quality match like my brother was speaking to me before it, uh sending me um the game plan and I was just reading it in my head through and through and just making sure I wasn't thinking about winning or losing I was thinking about how I was going to win not like if I was going to win. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you think about, I mean, you know, I play competitive squash and played competitive sport. And anytime I think, you know, about winning first and that being, you know, I have to win this match. You put so much pressure on yourself that you get, you know, you're not playing, you're, you're, you're a bit tight, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, overall, like being able to put aside those mental blocks and then just like figuring out how to actually put a good game of squash together and then being able to claim that first title, put me in a good position for the next tournament. That was after that. And then obviously winning that one also was really good. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess that uh, it just goes to show. And I think that's going to progress through your, your professional career because you see you know, as uh, you see a lot, for example, someone like uh, Gina Kennedy, who won several Challenger Series events in a row and then kind of struggled a little bit once she got into the top 10 and then started to find success again after she'd she'd won a few matches. I guess that kind of might be uh, what you, you you're looking at in front of you, getting a few wins against bigger name players to overcome that sort of maybe, maybe if you have a, any thoughts about how difficult it might be going forward yeah definitely um yeah it's just making sure that like i'm always mentally there and making sure that i'm not thinking about always the outcome of it and just thinking like in the present moment thinking about how i'm going to do it and what i need to do to do it and just making sure i'm not putting that pressure on myself and making sure to remember to enjoy it as well as enjoying it's a huge uh it's huge, a very good thing i remember uh i think i've said told this story several times on my on this podcast i'll say it again uh when i was I, i'm from nova scotia canada um uh, which is near it's the east coast and uh, in our little area i had 
just like you moved from junior to senior and I was playing in a final against a guy that I'd never beaten before. He's older than me. And, you know, I always had this mental block, but I, I can remember in the locker room, like telling jokes with my friends before the match and it just totally relaxed me. And I actually, and I got my first ever win in that match without, you know, I got on court and I wasn't even thinking um, about, you know, the things that I would have normally been thinking about, like, how am I going to do this? You know, it was more just, I was in there without any, you know, any thoughts of uh, any stress, really not putting any stress on myself. So. It's good to like find ways as well to know how to relax your mind before a match and just pinpointing things that will know you won't be putting pressure on yourself, overthinking it. You need to like find ways and everyone's different. Like every athlete is different and you just need to make sure you find the right way for yourself to put yourself in that right mindset for a match. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Good stuff. Uh, now I want to, let's talk about uh, your sixth title, which, uh, might be, uh, I mean, uh, I'm assuming it might be the most memorable one on paper, which was the Lagos Squash uh, Classic. Uh, three of the eight, I think, if I'm not mistaken, three of the eight finals, men's and women's, uh, were from your family, the Malik uh, family. Yeah. Of course, uh, both you and your brother won the event, uh, bro your brother Curtis. Uh, so how, firstly, uh, how amazing of a family experience uh, was that uh, for you guys? I mean, obviously we're a team, uh, so whenever we go to a tournament, we're working together to do our best and like push each other to do our best. So to have three of us in the semi-finals, to to for me to go to the, to get to the final and for my two brothers to play each other, um, it's such a nice thing to be in as a family because that's what we go there to do we try and do the best we can and for a family just support each other so yeah and especially a place being like Nigeria mm. um going there was just such a cool experience for all three of us to be honest yeah I think I mentioned in our sort of in the lead up to to this podcast I mentioned that I've, I've had a bit of experience playing with and playing against and even coaching some Nigerian uh, players over the years. And they were all, they all just seemed to be pretty good. I mean. Uh, yeah, I know that like athlete wise, like they're actually insane. Like mm. um, I feel like if they had the right, like proper facilities and like coaching for like coaching and everything like that, like they could produce some really good players. Like even being out there, my brother's got on court with a few of them. Um and like that athleticism is just insane. Like if they had the right stuff, they'll be they could produce some really good players. And what uh, what were the uh, what was the the facility like and the 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 tournament experience like in Lagos? Because it looked just judging from the the pictures I saw and all the juniors that were there uh, with you and your your brother after uh, the final. I'm assuming it was. Uh, it looked like uh, everyone was really excited and, and the venue looked amazing. Yeah, no, to be honest, like, I didn't know what to expect when I got, before I got there, but when I got there, like, the way it was all organised and the facilities, like, they were decent, like, they were good, like, they had two um, glass backcourts um, with a tiered seating, which were great, obviously, um, I didn't play a match on those courts, but they also then had a glass court set up in the sports hall. Okay. Um... Uh, which also had tiered seating. So this was, um, yeah, an all glass. I think it was the old Canary Wolf glass court many years ago, I think. So it was a decent glass court. Um, but for a tournament to have a glass court, even if, even if it was a 5K and 10K for women, men, like, it was good. Like, I'm happy with how it all went and how well it was run and people were lovely and it was well organized so no complaints to be honest yeah awesome and and of course uh, with you and your brother both winning uh what a what an amazing achievement for your family so uh how how did that all how did you celebrate did you did you uh celebrate as a family or did you was it just business as usual uh on to the next uh the next event after that i mean obviously Kirsten Perry has played each other in the semi-finals and obviously to play like a brother 
to for them to play each other is tough like we it stops i feel like it stops them each other from going further yeah. um so you're always they're always going to meet in tournaments like it's going to happen like um but i think for them to play each other they know each other's game inside out as well so that makes it it does make it difficult because then i remember curtis telling me like oh i hated that match meaning like i hated beating him because i don't want to move into a final beating my own brother yeah. i want to be doing that against someone else but obviously like we're there to do the best we can um despite this situation so yeah and as a sister watching them i i i did watch but i didn't really like entertain the watch if you get what i mean yeah, yeah. um because like at the end of the day it's not nice to see one of my brothers beat another one because we want them to both be in the final um and not knocking each other out but it's always going to happen because we come from a big family like all my brothers there's four of them five four um all complete competing on the psa so for the, they're always going to meet in tournaments unless they're like a one or two seed uh and they might meet in the final but right. yeah well, they got as far, I mean, to, to both, for both of them to get to the semifinal is a, a testament to how well they must have been playing at the event. So that that's pretty good uh, in and of itself. I guess we've seen that over the years. So I remember the first sibling sort of rivalry, I guess you could say, uh, was, that I recall, not in squash, it was tennis, uh, the Williams sisters. Uh, oh, yeah. And Serena, they, they played several times. And it always seemed like, you know, it wasn't really – you know, they, of course, they were trying, but it it always seemed like they weren't really going at it as hard as they could. And then, of course, the yeah. Aggie brothers uh, in the squash world—they've had a few tussles uh, over the the years, and that they've always been relatively entertaining. But yeah, it, it doesn't always have that uh, that little edge to it. But there is a bit of intrigue because it is, uh, you know, for for those who aren't in your family, it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> definitely like watching them it didn't like I could tell they weren't playing their best squash because like you are playing each other and you're like holding back a little bit but you're also wanting to win but it's just a, it is a difficult situation but you can only take positives from it and yeah 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 definitely and I, I guess uh your uh Curtis and uh your other brother I forgot that Perry Perry, right? I guess Perry would have been the the lower seed, so may, maybe the underdog. You 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 might want to, you know, we all love an underdog story, but at the same time, you don't want him to beat your brother, and you don't want your brother. Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, now, let, let's talk a little bit. I know in your last year. Uh, uh, playing juniors in in, uh, in England, you you won the British Junior Nationals and you beat uh, I think Asia Harris three uh, one in the final. So um, your junior career is over, but uh, you had a, a very good one. So how happy were you, uh, you know, to finish that way, to finish off uh, winning the British Junior Nationals, and I think you also won the British um, the British Junior Open as well in the same year, right? Yeah. So obviously, I'm very very happy with my junior career I feel like everything that was there to win I won most of them uh having six English junior titles uh and five British closed titles and then obviously the one British Open title so to look back on that I am very pleased with myself but it was also maintaining it because you've obviously got the likes of Asia Harris, Saran wanting those titles too so I had to make sure I was staying in front and that was it was difficult but I feel like I managed it and I did manage it um but yeah no uh yeah the, uh, it's very deep uh the 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 girls juniors in England there, there are a lot of good players that you you had to sort of stay ahead of and, and compete with so it wasn't uh you know it wasn't uh simple was it no, it wasn't simple um, at all. Like, and and to finishing uh, my junior career winning that uh, English title um, was 
good because that was my last junior tournament. That was when I was played Asia Harris in the final and one through one. So to finish my junior career in a win and another title was really good. And to then progress into the seniors, it just takes, it just gives you good energy and good positive energy into the next um, progression. Event. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, I hope you don't mind, uh, Tori, but I wanted to ask you this. Um, I know it might be difficult to talk about, but, you know, it's been, I guess it's been five years, you mentioned to me, uh, that you you lost your little brother, Sumner. Uh, he passed yeah. away at the age of 12. And it must have been at that time, uh, maybe, uh, obviously still uh, bothers you today, a difficult uh, one for you. But uh, uh, just wanted to ask you about about him what he was like and uh, how he sort of what he does uh, to motivate you to continue uh your squash pursuits and and to get you know pushing you motivating you to push hard every day yeah well obviously coming up to five years in two days it's the ninth today uh coming up to the 11th in five years for five years since i lost him but as a family, obviously, it's very hard for all of us because he was just such a big character. Um, and, like, if anyone knew him, he was so vibrant as a person. He always put a smile on people's faces. He was, like, a big part of, like, the squash community. Um, when we were all juniors together, like, we'd go to European events like the Dutch Open and stuff like that, and people would always, like, come and see someone and say hi to him and everything like that. So... To not have him here uh, and not to be with him at these sort of tournaments, it is hard because he was always such like a big supporter and such a loud, positive person that like really um, made me want to do well. And I feel him not being here now, it's like, it it makes me sad, but I need to make sure I'm channeling that sadness and like anger into playing well to prove to him that what I'm doing is worth it and that I am doing it for him because at the end of the day um sorry at the end of the day like he is like a massive part of my life that motivates me to keep on doing what I'm doing because seeing him when he was ill um the uh, sorry oh that no seeing him how he was when he was ill and like how strong he was and he was still training he was still trying his best considering like how his body was feeling and how much pain he was in he would still push and then just reminding myself that like the pain you're in sometimes is nowhere near comparable to how he was feeling to put yourself in his shoes and how he felt and just do it because you want to make him proud and do it because you're happy doing it. And yeah, sorry. No, no, uh, I, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry about your loss. And uh, I'm, obviously he's a, a very, very special uh, person for you, for you, your family. And uh, it's great that, uh, you know, he's, he's such a big part of your life and, and your squash career. So uh, let's... Yeah, it definitely is. And it's for my brothers also, like, he was a triplet and having Bailey and Heston, the younger two, they're twins within the triplets. So I feel like for them it's it's, it's very hard because they're always, they're always together, they're, they're the three and stuff like that. So for them and even for my older brothers, just losing a brother and then for my parents losing a, a son, just coming from a big family, like... It does bring you closer together, but it does also make you very emotional and more sensitive to things. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's just as long as like as a family, we'll just stick together and stay together and just support each other through what we do and just make him proud. Well, th- thanks for sharing that with a uh, with us, uh, Tori. And um, now I just wanted to ask you uh, about the British Open. Uh, this past year 2023 uh both you and your brother uh curtis you guys received uh wild cards to that event and you both made really impressive accounts of yourself you ended up playing uh satomi watanabe and she uh watanabe i think is watanabe, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and she, uh, as you know, had a, had a really, really sort of, I guess you could say a breakout season last year, played some tremendous squash and took out some big, uh, big name players uh, throughout the season. And you were a couple of points away from taking it to, uh, to five games. Um, so what does, uh, first of all, what does the British Open mean to you personally? Because uh, obviously, you know, being from Britain yourself and with the history of the event, the, uh, uh, the, it must ha- have be special to you. And what was the experience like uh, for you uh, as a wild card uh, playing in that event and playing uh, as well as you did? Obviously, the British Open, like one of the most prestigious events there is. So being able to be given that wild card. Obviously, I was actually quite shocked to get a wild card, to be honest. I've never had a wild card, so that was my okay. first one. So, look at just, was, just uh, before you go go into it, like what goes into uh, granting you a wild card? Is it a lottery or is it uh, based on maybe maybe your junior uh, success that year? Or? Honestly, I'm not actually sure how the selection process works, mm. um, but I think it was all stemmed down to how my junior career was and stuff like that but if i'm being honest i'm not actually sure how it came all about i never really asked right of course that's all that matters right yeah yeah okay now it's time to take advantage of it right (laughs) yeah exactly so getting that wild card obviously over the moon very happy um going into it like I was very positive um, and I was very excited. I felt like when I got there, um, I was very ready for it. Like as my, as the match was played, like I think I played some really good squash. Like, as you said, it was a tie break in the fourth, close to taking to a fifth. And I feel like if that fifth game did come about and I had my chances, I think I could have maybe make, created an upset. Um, but obviously, Saitomi is a very good player um, and a good friend of mine. So, oh, good. Yeah, yeah she trains in England, right? She 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 trains, uh, in, I think, somewhere in England. Yeah, she studies at uh, Roehampton University. Mm-hmm. So I've trained with her a few times. So, yeah, I actually played her in a uh, PSA challenge to a final, uh, Tombridge Wells. 3k final i also lost to a 3-1 there also okay so yeah but yeah so i had i had a, a game plan going into it because obviously i played it before um and yeah no i'm just really happy with my performance in that match and after it i just felt like i deserved to have that wild card you know mm. putting in a good match and good effort um like i felt i to be there, you know, like I felt I deserved to be there. And just being in that environment of all these top players, like it really lifts you, like it really like motivates you to want to do better. Like seeing how everyone goes about things in such a professional way and me obviously growing into more of a professional player, like it really motivates you to want to be, yeah, I want to be here. I want to continue doing this. Like, and you're saying to yourself, like, I deserve to be here you know no exactly i mean obviously you you do you do deserve to be there now now you've got a you've got this season coming up where you can i guess what are you're ranked 70 i'm 70 70 yeah so i mean you've got a little bit of work to do to get your way get yourself into the big big events but uh you know that's the challenge isn't it and you've seen other the other girls that are there they've all been there uh as well so it's just part of the process And I think um, going back to winning that British Open title, uh, the junior one, um, having been playing in that, and then like that's the junior version of like the senior version. Mm. Like it is a big jump. It's very different. But yeah, I think I had a bit of confidence going into that. But also I knew that like that tournament at the British Open as a junior, it wasn't the the standard it normally is you know so obviously like the top players went in it for juniors but like I think it's good that I took that opportunity and was able to get myself on to that prestigious title 
Yeah. And uh, your brother as well. Uh, he took advantage of his wild card. Now, he had a a, a big time first round match against former world junior champion uh, Yen Yao. Uh, C to 10, I think, uh, in the event. Um, but that was a huge win uh, win for him in the first round of that. And then he uh, went on to play uh, Mr. Superman Paul Cole there in, in the next round. But uh, uh, how uh, proud of you were, how proud of Curtis were you uh, for having uh, uh, won that one? Yeah, no, immensely proud. Like, I know how much work he puts in day in, day out. And even him getting the wild card, I was surprised as well. Um, but he really took advantage of it, advantage of it, and um, like playing. Maybe, maybe that was a, sort of a marketing uh, a tool, a marketing ploy on, on the part of the uh, part of the British Open to have the the the, the brother and sister wild cards uh, in the event. Uh, that could that, that might be it. Both, yeah, both no, well deserved. Both well deserved. Uh, yeah, it definitely looked good back on us as a team and everything like that but watching my brother play that match against Yao like he played so well um mm. I, I just I think he just proved to us and to us and other people that like he deserves to be there also like he like with the quality of squash he was playing like he deserved to be there and then obviously playing Paul Cole in the second round like Paul Cole winning it the year before didn't he Yes, yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Former so then playing football. <laughs> exactly. So, like, that is such a good experience for him to see where he is at. Um, and then I was just, obviously, after when he beat Yao, I was just so happy for him. Like, gave him a big hug after. But obviously, for me, I, I obviously played my match just before him. So I came straight off to then watch him. Okay. So we were, it was all a mix of emotions. Because obviously I've just lost. I could have, I could have won, but I didn't. Yeah. And then, then watching my brother play, like it just made me so happy because, yeah, I guess you know, absolutely. And uh, having had such a close call against a, a player who, who's right up there amongst the the best in the world. Uh, uh, I mean, it's got to be bittersweet, you know. Obviously, you you were that close to winning, but at the same time, just prove to yourself, you know, that that uh, you're. Your your squash on a, on your best squash is right there with with uh, the best girls in the world. Yeah, I believe so. Like when I am playing at my best, like I know where I can be and where I can achieve. Let's just hope that within the next couple of years, it starts showing. You know. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's hope so. I'm sure it will. And uh, now I want to ask you about ghosting. Um, uh, because you you did post a couple of uh, I think it was on Instagram or or Twitter uh, you were doing some some ghosting routines and that's something that I've taken out of my training altogether uh, simply because uh, you know just old age I guess but I I'm, I think I'm gonna going to uh, start getting back into it maybe tweak a few things but uh, how often do you uh, do you do your ghosting routines uh, especially uh, during this t this part of the season the downtime and um, what variations do you uh, do you throw in there because I used to do uh, back before I'd get sore too sore afterwards I do I do a lot of quick quick ghosting routines and then I do longer versions of it uh, short breaks long breaks uh, things like that is that pretty similar to what you do or do you have something uh uh different yeah no well obviously like ghosting is a big part of uh squash and like practicing your movement around the court making sure you're staying strong around the team moving forward and back to the ball and stuff like that um as a tall girl i'm five foot ten so i need to make sure that like to be at that top level i'm able to move like the top girls um so ghosting is very, very important. I didn't used to do it as much because as a junior, um, from the age of like 10 to about 13, uh, I was very quick, very quick. Yeah. Watching back some old videos, I was all literally getting everything back, running around the court. But <laughs> nowadays I've kind of just, over the years, it kind of just stopped a bit because I've obviously like grown a lot, grew into my body. But now I've like, I think I'm starting to fully develop as a, as a lady um 
yeah, so I need to make sure that like I'm uh, moving in the right way and the correct way to stay injury free also um, to compete at that top level. Um, but yeah, no, just because I've done one real ghosty, I'm not the ghosty expert, by the way, guys. Okay, no, I, well, that's more more tongue in cheek, uh, uh, but uh, it's a kind of a selfish question too, because literally I was thinking the other day, I, I better start implementing more ghosting in, into my own personal routine and uh, uh, I was just looking to get some some intel from you. Not, I'll give, not that... I'll give you um, I can give you some tips. Uh, <laughs> I've been working on uh, more explosive ghosting, so it's more of a you're like waiting on the tee on your toes, and then one of my brothers is at the front of the court, and they like point to a corner, and you like power to the front as quick as you can, and then come back out and you pause and then go again. Okay. So, there's loads of different variations you can do of ghosting, like fast ghosting, like more controlled ghosting, powerful, and just mixing it up and making sure like it's fun because you don't want to like yeah. be doing something you're bored of doing and you're like, oh, why am I doing this? You want to make sure you're enjoying what you're doing. So, so mixing it up and varying it is uh, good. And I, I'm, I've started to enjoy my ghosting a lot more recently. Uh, and I feel be- I feel way better from it also. Um, and yeah, no, it is needed and it is very good. Yeah, so. what you just said there is a, it's it's gold. I think having fun with it, right? Um, so whatever the routine it is, I don't I don't know if I'll be implementing much explosivity into my uh, roasting routines. That that I might break my my hip or 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 pull a hammy. Uh, but uh, it, yeah, I guess maybe every now and then because uh, uh, you have to be explosive regardless to a certain degree, I guess, regardless of your age in, in squash, yeah. of, you know, definitely successful in, in yeah. the game, right? Yeah, because the uh, other day I was at a national squad. And fortunately for me and my brother um, and the rest of the people there, Mohammed Al Shabahi was there. So it was his first um, a national squad, which was great. And yeah. I was able to get on court with him for one of the morning sessions. And it was a mix between a solo and a ghosting session. So I got to do ghosting with him. Oh, and wow. I'm not even joking. That? This was like one of the best, one of the best experiences ever because, like, <laughs> he made it so fun and intense and like exciting. Like, I loved it. Like, what did how did how made, did he do that? Like, like how did he make it fun? How did how did he make so, it exciting? Aside like, from the theme, Mohammed El Sherbagi. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Despite just the legend, but right. anyways, um, so he would point to a corner, but he would like move around me and like tap into a corner quicker or like tell me what shot to play or like a volley there, volley here, stuff like that, like moving around, like, just making it really quick and fast and exciting. And then he was like, okay, now you do that for me. And I was like, um, I was a bit <laughs> shy to like do exactly how he did it. So I didn't want to feel like an idiot, <laughs> yeah. but no, he just made it really fun. And yeah, it was good, good, good fun experience for me, I think. And how how amazing is it for a guy like that, a guy who's done everything in the game, to still uh, you know, be giving back uh, in that way and have such a passion and love and uh, excitement, and also uh, coming into to be playing for England, right? Uh, I mean, this is obviously something uh, new and exciting, and he's taken it uh, from what I can gather, really taking it uh, taking it on board. It's it's become something that's really really uh, special uh, for him. Yeah, definitely. Like just being like around him in that squad and everything like you just see how professional he is and what he does and how he goes about things and it really does motivate you um and just seeing him train with everyone else and just being in his in his environment speaking to him like it's just such a cool place to be in and yeah like i really enjoyed it and obviously i remember my brother telling me uh, he played with, in Europeans with him and he got to share a room with him oh, and wow. they got on really well. So like, yeah, like it's such a cool thing to like be in his presence, you know, she's such a nice person as well. Yeah. I've had him on the podcast uh, along with Marwan and both guys, uh, both of them are just super, super down to earth for, you know, how much they've accomplished and very, uh, you know, very good people. And, and they love, they still love their squash and they, 
they're very passionate about it and passionate about talking about it. So yeah, all the best with, with the national team and the training. It sounds exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I do enjoy them. They're good. Is that, uh, was David Campion? Is he, is he there? Uh, with yeah, he's the head coach. He was there. Nick Matthew was also there coaching. Um, okay. Yeah, it was really got good. A few legends there then. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> lucky, great. lucky, very lucky. Yeah. Well, finally, uh, Tara, I mean, you've been fantastic with your time. You, uh, like I said before, more of you and less of me is good. Uh, so recently, uh, the la- last thing I'd like to ask you about is your trip to Poland and you played in the Polish team squash championships. I guess that would have been maybe the, the most recent event that you played in. Uh, although you may you may have played in a few since then, uh, what was that experience like? And um, just wondering how you found yourself uh, playing in that in that event. How did you end up there? Um, I, I do play some uh, leagues. I also play Dutch league, but luckily for me, my dad knows um, a guy that lives in Poland who used to live in England, uh, who is also our uh, social media sort of um, guy who helps us with like our team malik website and our team malik uh youtube channel that he helps run yeah. but yeah no my dad knows him he lives in poland and he trains at a club called s for s i'm not going to attempt to say the polish name for the club because i could not say it <laughs> um but s for s for short uh and yeah he got us in touch with the guy um that runs the teams called lucas i think that's how you say his name i'm sorry if i said your name wrong um uh and yeah um ended up getting signed for the team um all of us got signed up for the team so four my brothers and me oh wow um yeah so that's really good and then i didn't actually have to play any of the um before final matches because it wasn't strong enough for them to need me because there's like the i think it's the north and south um, so then it was a lot stronger for the final, so they needed me for that. And then obviously Curtis uh, played for the men's team at number one, and I played for the women's at number one. And then Perry was supposed to come, but unluckily the team that he played in lost in playoffs to get to the finals. Okay. So, yeah. But... I mean, it was a really good experience, like just going to another country, like meeting new people, playing the sport you love and like playing league. Like league is always fun, like in any country. I think like it is quite big out there, obviously, in Poland. Like the finals was played at a club called Hasta Vista. It is the biggest club in the world. Yeah, yeah, I heard of, they were going to host the World Masters there, I think. Uh, yeah, it was 32 courts, COVID, which yeah. was insane. I also did a... Um, youtube video on that actually on the okay on my channel which is also on team malik youtube channel that we did so i'll share cool. that link uh, in, the, in the bio here for the for this episode then the, yeah you the should team malik link yeah yeah so yeah no just overall really good experience to go with my brother to play in a league meet some new people and yeah i really enjoyed it uh it's a shame we didn't win but can't win everything. Can't win them all. Yeah, uh, Tori. Just before you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. And I, I'm not. I'm not sure who does who's your main coach these days. But I know your your father had a big, uh, in a big way, uh, uh, got you along with with your with your squash career and did a lot of. I think he was your coach for a long time. He he could even still be uh, coaching you nowadays. Uh, just talk about uh, how important he is uh, in your family. Uh, just to to finish off today uh, just in terms of what they've done to help grow your who you are as a squash player right now so yeah my dad the your most dad. important person he is the most important person because he obviously <laughs> got me and my brothers into squash um uh being a dad and our coach still is my coach and my brother's coach coach um Obviously, being a dad and also a coach is hard because there is love there and there's care there, but there's always some, so like, he wants me to do well. Um, but he's always um, supportive, which is great. Um, so, yeah, just he's such a big part of this journey with all of us. 
Um, and I couldn't like thank him enough for everything he does do for me and my brothers. Uh, and yeah, like. Yeah, it's, he's got his hand. He's, I wouldn't say he's got his hands full. He's got quite a few uh, 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 players to coach there. Uh, you, uh, yeah, he's obviously got all of us, and there's a few juniors coming up that also train at our club, Katie Crawley. Okay. But yeah, he doesn't do it as a job though. Like it's it's his hobby, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, but great coach, best coach out there. Just to let oh, you awesome. know. Yeah, oh, he has to be. I mean, look look what he's done so far, uh, Tori. Um, really appreciate your time today and uh, definitely uh, want to do it again, maybe down the road if, if you have time. Uh, all the best at the British uh, Nationals. Uh, first round match coming up in a few days' time. Uh, did I miss out anything? Did I leave out anything uh, you want to um, say or anything uh, you want to so. promote or market or uh, just friends? I've obviously mentioned like our team Mallet website just to check out and then obviously our YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And uh, all the best again in the British and looking forward to seeing uh, uh, you on tour in full in 2023. Yeah, let's hope it's a good one. Take care, Tori. Yeah, bye. Take care. Thank you. Yeah. Well, many thanks to Tori. I really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed that chat. And um, I just want to express uh, to Tori and uh, her family uh, my deepest sympathies uh, for their loss of Sumner uh, five years to the day. Uh, my deepest sympathies to them. Uh, now, in terms of the podcast, I want everyone to stay tuned as we have some more very good ones coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, really looking forward to have Jesse Engelbrecht uh, back on. This will be maybe his third appearance. And I always, always look forward to catching up with that dude. He's got plenty on his plate in terms of his coaching. I think he also has a mental game uh, book, uh, the mental side of squash. I think he's put together a book which uh, we'll flesh out on the pod as well. So looking forward to having him on. And we've, I've got a few other things in the hopper as well. So uh, looking forward to the coming weeks here on the podcast. Everybody, uh, be well, and uh, I hope you're all enjoying your squash. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and we'll be talking to you uh, very soon uh, in the coming weeks. Again, Jesse Engelbrick, amongst others, will be joining me here. Goodbye now. <laughs>